0: welcome to on the brink with andy simon i'm andy simon and i'm here to help you get off the brink and i love doing that by bringing you great people to hear so that you can see feel and think in new ways about yourself your business where you're going, the world around you. Remember, everything is in context. I learned as an anthropologist many years ago that out of context, data has no meaning. And so now the question is, what is the context of the world we're living in today? And how is it changing and changing fast? And I often teach in my leadership academies how to adapt to fast changing times. It's just the times. They're all moving. And you might as well hold on tight. It's going to be fun. So today I've brought back to hear from Marcy Rader. Now Marcy was on a podcast a while ago and I love, I love talking to her. She opens my mind to all kinds of things. She has a great podcast that you should listen to and we'll put her information on the blog when we're done. But Marcy, thank you for joining me today.
1: I'm so happy to be back, Andy.
0: Well, let me tell the listener or the viewer about Marcy, and I'm going to read her bio and then let her tell us about her own journey. It makes it come alive better than words can. So who is Marcy Rader? I believe, she says, that health powers productivity, and the answer isn't work-life balance, but tech-life balance. And I think that's just a brilliant opening for what we're going to talk about today. She had a case of high stress, high performance, and corporate burnout triggered severe health issues in her 30s. It was an early burnout and she founded Rader Co. to rethink and revitalize productivity for leaders, teams, and organizations. At RaiderCo, by the way, they take off Fridays, so don't try and reach her on Fridays. Our little email comes back and says, we believe that you need a day for yourself. And I love it. Um, she founded Rader Co. to rethink, revitalize productivity for leaders, teams, and organizations. And she helps executives and their teams banish burnout. What a great idea. I'll keep good people and move forward through coaching, consulting, training, and speaking. And her speaking is centered on practical, tailored tools, health, sustainable habits, and accountability. She's one of only 850 certified speaking professionals worldwide, a certified virtual presenter, and a certified digital wellness practitioner. I'm going to pause there. Because while I enjoy reading it, it really is nowhere near as interesting as what Marcy's going to tell you about a post-burnout person who thrives by helping people never burn out, which is a strange thing for us to do, burning up and burning out. Marcy, thanks. And tell us about
1: your journey. Who is Marcy? Well, Andy, I'm celebrating my 10th business anniversary this year. So I, yes, I am very excited about that because when I I came from the pharmaceutical and biotech clinical research industry, and um, when I started my business, I had no idea what I was doing. I was very naive, which in some ways is very good. Um, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to be a hotel spokesperson my second year of business. You know, I didn't know that um, you know, I wasn't supposed to have this business model that other people hadn't, you know, thought of before. But then, you know, those things turned out to be good. But then there are also, of course, other things, many, many mistakes that I earned many lessons from um, along the way. But the the burnout piece is really important to me because I was very young. I was in my mid thirties. I mm-hmm. um, lived a very high stress. Lifestyle, I traveled up to 48 weeks a year for about a decade. I was an athlete and I competed in um triathlons, Ironmans, ultra marathons, and so on. I was very high achieving. Um, you know, every promotion was not enough. Every step up was not enough. I just kept making the goal higher. And I triggered um, for lack of a better term, like a functional menopause for 12 years. Um, it was, uh, you know, related to stress, and that is not, not, not good when you are thirty-five years old. And also, I have Hashimoto's disease. I have serious rheumatoid disease. All of these things. And when I look back, those are things that could have been fixed. Those are things that I could have prevented. And you know, so much of it was about not realizing what I could say no to or not feeling empowered to say no and striving for what I look back now to see as the wrong things. And when, you know, when I'm speaking with, especially with women, but also with men, um, you know, when I talk, especially when I talk about that every goal, I just kept setting higher, higher. Um, They can almost always relate
0: yes but you know
1: nobody was making you set higher and higher
0: goals were they
1: oh no it was all me oh
0: yeah, it was all me. and I do think I emphasize that when I'm working with people whether as a coach or in training programs that nobody's making you do anything the question is how do you want to live your life and how do you take charge of it in a way that feels comfortable That point about not saying no or saying no, no, it's not a four letter word. And how does it fit into, and remember, we live the story in our mind. So the question is, as Marissa Pierce would tell you, what story do you want to live? Because nobody's framing that story. You've created it. You believe it to be true. My favorite quote is the only truth is there is no truth. And so once you understand that, you realize, oh, that there's another way you discovered another way and now you're helping others do the same tell us a little bit about that transformation you went through starting a business figuring it out and now it's at a really interesting time where is it mm-hmm. 10 years into it you have really hit your stride
1: we have it's really exciting um so we have we are a combination of speaking training and coaching and consulting and we are productivity focused but always with you know always with health centered around it. So it doesn't matter how many boxes you check, Andy, if you're staying up all night to do it, it doesn't matter how many emails you answer. If you're answering them, you know, at dinner with your family, you know, and so it's always with the health focus, but we have different subject matter experts that we pull in. So productivity is the, the umbrella, but we have people, you know, leadership experts, mindfulness, Um, Cultures of belonging, communications, presentations. We have these different experts that we can bring in. So we can be more of like a one-stop shop. And we've worked with companies as small as one-person tech companies to Delta Airlines. And so, you know, it's, we have seen many iterations of what works and definitely what doesn't work. And what we're, you know, we're about a 50-50 training and coaching consulting. And we like that. I like having that, that split because like when COVID happened, it worked out very well for us. Our business didn't um, suffer at all. We actually had more business than we can handle. And it's, it's made companies are not the pandemic when so many people went remote, um, that was already a specialty of ours. I've worked remote since two thousand and one. Yes. and I mean, and so i was I've been training individuals work well remotely for about fifteen years. So when the pandemic hit and everybody was, you know going out of their minds, how are we going to do this? you know we Whatever. have so many so many people that would contact us and say like i don't know how we found out about you but we need training tomorrow <laughs> and so you know that kind of that transition that as a country that that we are shifting into now we're kind of figuring out how do we work hybrid how yeah. do i work differently at home 3 days a week and in the office 2 days a week and so it is always shifting i am never what our director of marketing, um, she started with us a couple years ago and is very new to to all of this. And she said, every time I feel like, ooh, you know, we can kind of cruise, then something changes. And, it shifts. <laughs> and it's like, yes, that there's there's not a lot of cruising. There's always going to be change.
0: Well, and and her point about we're going to cruise. No, not with Marcy anyway. Maybe a company. But if you have a fixed mindset, you're in the wrong place. This is a time for growth. And in fact, your job is to bring innovative ideas in because people need them and you need them as well. But the interesting part is that we have a good relationship with Washington University. We were out there last weekend for a reunion and the the athletic director and his team were very concerned about their athletes competing to see how little sleep they could get.
1: Mm.
0: And he started then putting them into meditation, um, yoga. And we have a room that we have dedicated in the um, athletic facility for study and cur- turned it into a wellness center. And, and I said, you have to start early because their whole value is on an unrealistic life where yeah. it, it that's not good for their athletic or their academic. But when he said that, I went, man, I didn't imagine that it went that it probably goes right down into elementary school, where the mm-hmm. the 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 ability to balance the different demands on us are ha- trained. But this is interesting yeah. for people in business. You know, you and I both work among um very successful business folks who can't quite figure out how to balance. Um, all of the options that they have in their day so that it is a a, 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 a doable day. And, and the number mm-hmm. of young people, when they face the pandemic, ask the big question, if you only live once, how do I want to live it? And they are now starting to draw a line among companies to say, no, no, I'll only work with you if. And, yes, yes. and, they're, and they're not quite sure what the if is, but they know that it isn't what it was. You know, I drive to work. I spend an hour in the car. I work eight, nine hours. I drive home an hour in the car and I'm supposed to have a life. And, and I have one client and they all said, nope, we're perfectly happy working anywhere and we'll be very efficient. But um, so now we have a, an interesting time of rethinking um, what comes next. What do you see coming next? Because you're out there watching, talking and helping them really design the future. And someone once said, the future is here already. It's just not widely distributed. (laughs) And you're trying to distribute it. What do you see?
1: Well, first, I just have to comment that that makes me very sad that they're wearing that sleep badge, that lack of sleep badge so young. I wore it as well, but um, I'm hoping that it's becoming less and less of a thing, um, that wearing that badge that I get such few sleep. But also the same, you know, I work X amount of hours and bragging about that I work 60 hours, 70 hours a week. I used to do that too. Um, It's not anything to brag about anymore. What I see is that more people looking for jobs are going to be looking at companies that don't have an always on culture. Because as you said in the intro, it's really not, it's it's not work-life balance. There's always going to be, it's like a teeter-totter, work and personal life. And your work is part of your life, so I don't really like that term. It's really when people say they want more work-life balance, a lot of times they're talking about tech-life balance because it's our technology that is infiltrating our personal lives. It's that we're getting emails at night from our boss or our team members. We're getting pinged on the weekends and we have this always on culture. And part of that came from COVID, you know, and and it wasn't our fault. You know, we a lot of companies didn't know how to work remote. There were and it would, they were thrown into it without policies. There um, were parents that were just working whenever they could, you know, when their kids were asleep or when they had two hours of babysitter a day or, you know, I mean, it was just people were working whenever they could. And, you know, it's hard to untrain yourself from bad habits. And we've gotten into really bad habits as, as a culture. And so these companies that have this always on culture, what they don't realize is that It creates micro stresses for their employees and these micro stresses build up over time. And even if you are, you know, if you are a boss and you say, uh, if I send you an email at night, I don't expect you to answer it. That doesn't matter. If you are (laughs) in a position of hierarchy, most people will feel compelled to at least check. And there's actually a stress called anticipatory stress. And yes. when people are just expect like maybe I'll get an email, they're anticipating that stress and that what we've recently learned is that that anticipatory stress actually filters into your family. Ah. And so it's this digital wellness which is, you know, it it's kind of a new term but you know, not in my world, but for companies to think about, you know, investing in a digitally well Culture And actually um, I'm certified by the Digital Wellness Institute. And I'm one of the few practitioners that have partnered with them um, in their digitally well workplace certification. I mean, there's wow. actually a certification now. And what I you know, am promoting to the companies that I work with is that you could be one of the first to be a digitally well workplace. And while it may seem like it doesn't matter as much now, a few years from now, it's going to matter a lot because it's going to be one of those things that employees look at, just like when they look at the B Corp symbol yep. or things like that, like, you know, is this company that I'm going to invest my, you know, part of my life in, yep. do they care? Do they really care about, you know, how, how things are for me outside of work hours?
0: And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us, and we're here to help you see, feel and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book on the brink, a fresh lens to take your business to new heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls, and become the best that they could be. They heard things like, women aren't lawyers, and women can't lead, and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible? At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there, or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now, back to our podcast. You know, to some degree... The companies themselves should be talking and working with those employees to create a company for the future, mm-hmm. because nobody really knows the, the The youngers are trying to devise something that makes some sense, but you have so many variables coming in and the elders uh, have been there a long time. The habits are the way we do things. Every time I get hired to help a company change, we start with, well, no, that's the way we do things. That's the way it's done. I said, I know, but it's not working anymore. But I don't know what will work. And I said, that is the interesting question. It's a time for exploring, experimenting, collaborating, Um, go out and see what others are doing that might work. But most of all, think about the customer and the employee as if they're collaborators in co-creating the work of the future. It's no longer I make it, you buy it. Um, it's no right. longer you work for here. I'll tell you what to do. Everything that we did is gone. If not in your company, it should be. Because now the collaboration will create really rich possibilities. I did some work with one fellow and his head of sales said, well, I got three phone calls from folks who wanted things that we don't do. I said, so what did you do? I said, well, we don't do that. I said, well, they need, they they are looking for a solution Can you help them? You can be a general contractor. You can, I mean, there are all kinds of opportunities for folks. And by the market is, I need this. Who can help me? It's not you make this. I'll buy it. Change the mind. Remember the words we use change the worlds we live in. And now it's time. I love your digital, the tech um, chat, GPT. I can't tell you how many folks say, oh, I'm not going to use that. I said, oh, yes, you are. Because it's absolutely fascinating. And then I did a bunch of uh, podcasts on uh, blockchain. And one of the women in my book has created a whole blockchain company for the supply chain. And that's transformed the city of, of Zug in Switzerland is completely on blockchain. What are we fighting? It's so fascinating. Now, as yeah. you're working with, are there any cases you could su- suggest to the audience that might illustrate what you're seeing? I sometimes like to make the abstract a little concrete.
1: For chat GPT or digital wellness? Digital wellness. Digital wellness. Well, um, one thing that just as a as a correction, um, Radar Coat, we do work on Fridays. We just don't do email. Oh. On Friday. And, <laughs> and that's and we also have no task Fridays and the reason why so we Fridays are used to finish up what we what we're doing so that we can go into the weekend and you know not be given something to do as we go in and so we might be finishing up tasks but we're not assigning them to each other
0: well and so I said for a second because you just defined a um, workplace of the future you're You know, I asked you for an illustrative case, but that's as good as any that you Mm. can share. Now, you've done
1: this by design. Yes, and it was an experiment. Um, I believe we tried something else first, and um, and what we settled on was, you know, that we liked Fridays to catch up. I've not lost any business, (laughs) you know, on a Friday. Nobody's getting dumped on because it's actually called, there's a name, it's called the Friday Dump when somebody sends somebody something on a Friday afternoon. And even if it's not due to the next week, it's that anticipatory stress, right? It's that knowing like, oh, now I have this coming up. And, you know, we have a very detailed out of office that, you know, that we started at Thursday at five o'clock or whatever, and it's fun, but it gives everybody, you know, the, um, the, well, links to our manifesto, which we have an email manifesto um, to let people know how we communicate. And for companies that feel very, and I know this is not for all companies, like if you're a pest control company and people are trying to reach you to, to help, you know, help remove their pests, I'm not saying this works for you. It could work for some roles within your company, but you know, it's So much of it is communication expectations yes, and that people aren't caught off guard. And if people know, like when when somebody signs up with us and they get the contract and they get their first email from us, their next steps, it says at the bottom, you know, this is how we communicate. Here's the link to our manifesto. Here's how you communicate with us in, in case of an urgent matter and so on. And as long as you communicate that to your vendors, your clients, your customers, there's no problem. No. We've never had anything but um, envy or happiness for us. Yes. yes. And, and we've had companies that are starting to consider or shift into no meeting Fridays or, you know, no emails after 1 p.m. on Fridays. You know, people are just taking steps. But then, you know, the easiest solution is if you do work off hours, you know, just schedule your emails to send later. Yeah.
0: Well, and now, so there are tools you can use, schedule those emails to go later. There's a mindset that says, and there's not work and life, it's a balance, and Mm -hmm. you are in charge, if you can take charge. And the other thing is that expectation management is really fascinating. There's nothing wrong with saying, my expectation is that I'm going to Work really hard for four days. On Friday, I'm going to get reorganized, get everything into place so that I can relax. And my weekends are mine. Um, and, and I had a great editor who simply said, No, I don't do anything on the weekends for the publication because um, it's my time with my family. And I said, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been a consultant for 22 years, I've been in my own business. And over the years, um, the creep on Friday became uh, onerous. And in recent years, I've just made Fridays, by and large, my day. Anything that I want to do for myself, I try to do on that Friday. That doesn't mean I can't do it other times. Um, Mm -hmm. But I put on 3 million miles on my body, so I needed a little bit of my time. And I urge people who are in the consulting business, you'd be amazed how other people begin to say, oh, that's a good idea. I can have my time also. And and it becomes the pandemic did something very interesting. My husband and I both traveled a great deal for business and then we would travel for for vacations every 90 days. We took a trip. The pandemic brought us together. We didn't travel and we went, oh, this is fun. (laughs) Now, How do we get it done um, with a little time? Anyhow, because you work all the time. Marcy, I, I could talk to you all day because I think that you're on the brink of something quite transformative. For our audience, give them two or three things you don't want them to forget. Often the listener remembers the end even better than the beginning. We've talked about so many really important things about the future, both of your life and work, some things you don't want them to forget now.
1: Yeah. Um, what you said was very important about, you know, it's we choose to have the life that we want to live. And yes. while, while I agree that, that you know, it's up to you. If you're the one checking your email at night, that's on you. And on the weekends, that's on you. However, I also go back to if you are a leader and you're sending those at night and they know you are, then you're still creating that culture of yes. anticipatory stress. And so it, it goes both ways. We are the um, we are the owner of our time, but we also as leaders have to be considerate that. Something else that I want people or for companies to rethink is the benefits they give for self-care. Yes. The wellness apps, the fitness benefits, the meditation rooms, all of those things. I think they are wonderful. I commend um, companies that are doing it. However, it puts the responsibility on the person to fix the reasons why they need these things in the first place. If companies would look upstream yes. at the, yes. the overwhelming workloads yeah. or you know the abundance of tasks that they're giving people without the resources to do them, they wouldn't need all of those apps <laughs> and, and benefits <laughs> downstream. And so while self-care, because of self, it is our responsibility to take that time It is also the responsibility, just like going back to the communication after hours, it is also the responsibility of the company to determine why we need it so much. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: and this isn't going to get easier. It's going to get more complicated. And because the companies are looking for role models among other companies, they're mimics and they imitate each other. And unless so-and-so is doing it, well, that can't be a good idea. So now we've got to find those who... Maybe they are the companies of purpose who really begin to see this as a bigger opportunity. or Maybe they're good companies that see the benefits for themselves and others. I think it's going to be the next few years are going to be transformative in ways that I hope lead us to a better, healthier life. Um, the last thing you want to do is find yourself back in a feudal society. Um, and sometimes I get this kind of weird thing that it feels that way. I, you know, this is always so much fun. Um, where can I reach you? What kinds of stuff do you do for folks?
1: Yeah, um, we are at helloraderco.com and we work with all size businesses and speak, you know, speaking their keynotes, conferences, but also training and our, our three most popular trainings. One is around email. One is around focus and attention. And another one is around time. And it's not really managing your time. It's using your time effectively and your attention effectively. They go together. managing your time and attention go together. And then we also do the um, coaching and consulting piece around that.
0: This is such fun. Thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to see you. This is virtual or real. I'm not sure, but it's delicious. Thank you again. It's fun. For our listeners, remember, our job is to help you get off the brink and soar. And so On the Brink with Andy Simon is my way of sharing wonderful people who I've met People say you haven't monetized your podcast. I said, no, I've joyfully shared great people so that you can see, feel, and think in new ways, which is really what I hope you have seen today. Remember, we decide with the eyes and the heart, and today has felt all about feeling a life that's worth living that you can create with the tools to do it. The time flies. Remember, every day is very long and every year flies by. That is true. And so take care and be careful. Um, My books are available on Amazon. They're here to help you. Um, My new book comes out in September. It's called Women Mean Business. You can pre-order it on Amazon, which I would ho- hope you will do. Amazon loves pre-orders. And you can even order a bunch of them there to share. Uh, my hoop is that Women Mean Business has 102 women in it, all of whom want you to see their wisdom, understand it. And one that I loved is you don't have to believe everything you're thinking. And I, another one is your network, of course, is your net worth. Um, and then one that I just love is that what you see is you can create there's hope and there's really powerful women in there who are ready to help you become the woman you always wanted to be like marcy i think this is such fun i'm going to wish you all a good day please stay safe stay healthy and enjoy life bye bye now